Hello. <laughs> I'm having trouble pressing the record button lately. Every time. Also, but, I love how we always open our things with a, an awkward laugh okay. because no. we're both so bad at intro. Whenever I have to start a call with someone, I'm always like, hi. <laughs> yeah, you are. Are you like that? So awkward. No, I'm more like, hi, how you doing? And you're just like, hi. <laughs> I hate it. You know how like the first person greets and I'm like, hi. <laughs> I wish you guys could see the face you're making. <laughs> I don't know. It's I, like you're almost apologetic. <laughs> I, I feel if like first introductions feel awkward to me. Like when you first hear someone or see someone, they're like, hello. Mm, it's true. weird. It's true. I don't know. For me, it's weird. Hmm. But yes, today we're talking about long distance relationships, friends with benefits, and beauty standards yes. and our opinions on them. So let's start with long distance relationships oh, this is like an educational so relevant actually structured uh, yeah yeah um <laughs> what about you Anya? also we've got some farting oh uh, yeah farting my 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 like um lactose intolerance <laughs> yeah um it's actually constructed yeah <laughs> i feel like i had to clarify that uh yeah so long distance relationships okay um i've been in a long distance relationship for like almost nine months um, I think, yeah, wow. well, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> um, I think it's about oh, seven of those <laughs> eight months <laughs> um, were actually long distance. It, mm. It's hard. It is hard. But if it's all I can really say is if it's the right person, then it's going to work if you both put in effort. Because I could see myself with... Um, I can see myself with somebody that isn't the right person and it absolutely crashing and burning and me mm-hmm. believing all the things online saying, oh, the long distance is really difficult. But I can tell you right now, if it is the right person, you guys will figure it out and make an effort. So yeah. I don't want to give too much advice because there's a hundred YouTube videos that I can tell you better. But I would just say... That's just your experience. Yeah, if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on long distance? Would you ever do long distance? I think... Uh, like you said, asking the right person. I, I think because I'm super, like, my, my brain goes a thousand miles a minute, and I overthink literally everything. So I, I just feel like if it was long distance, I would be thinking about everything the other person's doing. Like, I'd be pretty insecure, unless it was a very solid relationship, and he's like, trust me, everything is fine. Yeah. I even watched Kissing Booth too, right? Mm-hmm. And then how? Um, spoiler alert! Yeah, spoiler alert. Sorry. Um, Elle and her boyfriend are long distance in a long distance relationship, and it's just like every little detail is bothering Elle. She found an earring under his bed. And she's like, he's cheating on me. Mm-hmm. And then she's getting she's getting really like obsessed about every picture that she um, like this girl in college is in with her boyfriend mm-hmm. and so she's like really overthinking everything really mm-hmm. insecure like i don't have the brain space for that i don't yeah. want that to consume like consume my life that's totally fair i mean yeah there's there's plenty of reasons that one would want to be worried if they were in a long distance relationship especially if they didn't trust like yeah. the person but i feel like if it is your person you trust them like to be fair it had only been three months since my boyfriend and i were dating mm-hmm. so the it's not like we wouldn't be suspicious, but the good thing is that we were both in the same city. We were just really far away. Mm-hmm. And because of the lockdown, like for us, the lockdown was pretty pretty prominent and it stayed for quite a while. It felt like it was basically long distance. Maybe it's yeah. just because it was in the same city that we still felt like we were okay. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I think it just depends on the person. 
yeah communication is like pretty key but also if it's really long distance like you're in completely different countries and you can't see each other yeah yeah if you can't see each other every at least every year then that's probably very difficult because i really respect people who can do that same i i think things are a little different virtually and it's not the same of course i would prefer in person to like only virtually yeah but yeah it's it's just hard how did you get through your long distance what made it work um, I mean, the thing is, my boyfriend and I really like a lot of the same stuff. So it's easier for us to, like, do stuff that that's fun for both of us. But online, obviously, you're limited to the kind of things that you can do. But one thing is, we, we discovered screen share watching through Zoom. Um, I'll just, like, play a movie on my laptop and we'll, I'll screen share it so we can both watch it together. Um, there's a little lag, which gets really annoying sometimes, but... You know, it's still nice. So, like, we were watching Fresh Prince, which is so good. Anybody who hasn't watched it, you better watch it. It's amazing. Um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And um, things like that, or playing online games like Agario, just messing around, or, or Scribble.io. Um, I don't know if they call it Scribble.io, Scribble.io, yeah, or Scribble.io. Yeah. I'm just going to go with .io. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think... Honestly, just keeping activities engaged. And we wouldn't, like, text each other 24-7. We'd send, like, sporadic updates every now and then. Mm-hmm. So, like, we do, we did call pretty much every night for, like, at least an hour, half an hour. But during the day, it would be, like, a morning message. And then throughout the day, just very, very sporadic. Depends on when we have the time to send a quick message. Mm-hmm. And then at night, we chat. So, yeah. I think also, it was a lockdown, so it's not like either of you were going anywhere. Exactly. To talk about. But I think people, um, like, outside of a lockdown pandemic situation and long distance we worried about their partner cheating right for sure for sure even if they're super close if you just don't know what they're doing when like you don't have any way to make sure he's not cheating mm-hmm. then cheating is also a big thing for long distance oh for sure for sure what are your thoughts on friends with benefits that's such a good question <laughs> so i've kind of been in um a friends with benefits like situation since Jan? I think it was Jan. How many months is that? Eight? Nine months now. So, yeah. yeah. Um, we, we went exclusive for a bit, but then the pandemic started and then I think we progressed, but friends with benefits can work for people, but they just have to be very open and honest and like constantly talk to each other. Like, I'm like it's kind of like a little be- a verbal contract you know mm-hmm. to say i'm not looking for a relationship and i will not look for a relationship even though this might be like even though you're a good person um you know i'm comfortable going this far i don't want to be seen as this our label is friends with benefits and it will always be that mm-hmm. if you're not clear with that then i think one person can start catching feelings and it's like really ambiguous you don't know yeah. what's, what's going on that makes sense. And then it's just, you kind of look into every situation. If you do catch feelings, you kind of look into everything or action and think that it's like a rationalizing something more than relationship or something more than friends with benefits. So then that can kind of make you go a little crazy a bit. Mm. But if you, if it's ambiguous and you really do feel a connection, then just ask them if they're willing to go a step further. And if they're not, and you are willing to, then this is not the right person for you. Just 
value yourself and move on. Yeah. Because there's definitely going to be someone to offer you a relationship. I feel like a lot of the time, girls are, if they are with someone who they think is like, very attractive and um, they would want to date, but that the person just wants to, you know, hook up and be friends with benefits, then they're like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I'll do that too. But I, you just you should just like hold yourself to the standard or to the expectation that you hold originally. Don't mm-hmm. don't make that less for a guy who won't give you everything you deserve. Yeah, honestly, I think the the biggest thing in, when you're finding a relationship is not to lower your standards or or lower your self worth in any way. Mm-hmm. You should get essentially you should get what you deserve, and it's sometimes it's hard mm-hmm. to find and pick and choose as you're sort of like evaluating yourself as well, but. You should always remember that it's you should never let yourself feel worse about yourself or drop your own self-worth for anyone else. Exactly. Yeah. Relationships aren't supposed to like be another thing that you take on. They're supposed to be more of like something that makes your life better. You yeah, know it's what I like mean? an added bonus. Yeah. It's not it's not the main part of it, but it's it makes things nicer. Exactly. Of course it is work for sure to keep a relationship, but yeah, I re- it shouldn't be your job. Yeah, I read this post that um, said that relationships do get boring after a while and that you're not going to be constantly like going out or going on dates. Like, the initial thrill of the chase and, you know, doing these small things together for the first time, that goes away after a bit. And then yeah. you sort of feel like you're falling out of love and things are getting boring, where it's just that you guys are, you know, more comfortable. And I think you just have to realize that relationships are work and they need to constantly be updated and mm-hmm. constantly check in with the other person exactly you know it's like you're taking care of each other yeah and if you really care about that person then like you'll know when it's the right relationship exactly yeah. i also watched an interesting video that talked about like the three um definitions of love mm-hmm. so what, how would you define love three definitions that's interesting um how would i define it i it's like a, a mindset. It's like a, a feeling that is in a mind... The feeling that you get when you're in a certain mindset in relation to another person. Interesting. Because I think if I were to go back to before I met my current boyfriend, it was like I was in a mindset to not date anybody, not talk to anybody. I wanted to focus on my, my studies. Mm-hmm. Um, most Indian things. But, you know... Um, and that was an entirely different mindset from what I'm in now because there are certain things that you get in a relationship and certain things that you do with that person that um, that pretty much change you and become like regular things in every day. So, I don't know. It's a mindset to be in. It's a feeling to have. And it's like things that happen. A routine. It's kind of like a routine that you get used to. But it's, it's nice. I think the definitions that I found where it's the initial honeymoon or like lust portion where you just feel incredibly attracted to someone that's one definition of love like mm-hmm. there are three stages to it mm-hmm. I think um, the second one is being like deeply kind and friendly with someone like you start seeing them as your best friend in the world that you can't live without them because they're always there for you and always there for them so there, then there's like the friendship portion I forgot what the third one was that's three Hmm? There's th- you mentioned three though. Yeah, I forgot the third one. It was lust, friendship, and ooh, I'm I, I will remember it. 
but family partnership I don't I, I, something like that but it, it was really interesting because you know how love for us it's super vague mm. but in other languages it's, there's like multiple definitions of it because it's not meant to be super broad you know interesting because you have that initial lust, lust sort of love and then you have friendship and then mm. number three <laughs> whatever number three be mm-hmm. interesting yeah I thought it was really interesting too I feel like especially nowadays love can be defined in so many different ways yeah because like there's so much more I think so much more diversity in people in all sorts of aspects like who they identify as who they who they are where they're from all sorts of things Mm -hmm. it's very interesting in fact that brings us to the third topic of beauty standards Hmm. there's lots to say about this there really is I think you want to just talk about our experiences yeah go first go ahead okay Mm -hmm. so I grew up in the US and the Midwest so I was surrounded by a lot of um, like moderately wealthy white and Indian people. I think when I was growing up though, white men were sort of um, just put on a pedestal, especially for Indians or at least my Indian family. Mm. And I was like, this and this, these races are off limits, but you can be with a white boy so your kids are lighter. I know, but that's actually a, a pretty standard thing for most Asians, actually. Yeah. Also, because a whole Asian culture is also coming up where people are preferring Asians mm. to like pure 100% Asian. I blood. still don't understand the whole thing about having fair skin. Even though I am an oh. Indian, I've lived in India, and I, I understand how prominent and real it is here. Mm. I just still don't understand the 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 reason to have such light skin like it I feel like you can be beautiful regardless of your skin color yeah I I think it's like really it dates back quite a bit I think in Japan it was if you're a like a tanner or darker um, Japanese person then you're implied to have worked in the fields and whatnot that this is like sense. way back okay but that doesn't and make then sense. and then royalty were constantly inside so they had yeah. fair skin and they put paint on their face and makeup and whatnot but like yeah that's i think what it meant and like it was a class mm-hmm. issue and i don't know how that's still here today yeah well it's not like this world is very far from its previous states to be honest yeah but i think i read somewhere too that um indian males in india indian males in india indian males um, use the most skin whitening or skin enhancing products out of everyone in the world. I would have thought Indian females. But I guess their mothers probably from the start prevent them from going out. This is yeah, a guess. Yes, I don't yes. know. That, I can have experienced that too. Okay. Interesting. My family, I, I would say, is pretty progressive. So they never really, really emphasized on fair skin or anything. They, I mean, mm-hmm. we lived in Africa, so we spent a lot of time outside in the sun. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. I think it's so fascinating how that's a thing. And I guess... I don't know. What Would you say there's any significant different stereotype for particularly Indian American women? Um, I think it's Indian American women who are living in India or the U.S.? Um, like with the... Probably the U.S., yeah. An Indian American... Uh, me. <laughs> I'm not American, but I'm not... Indian American as in you're Indian, but you have a U.S. citizenship or accent. Ah, okay. So in in India, I think if you're young, then an Indian accent would be seen as, like, a little weird, and you'd probably be ostracized a bit, because 
something about Indian accents, I think it's the way it's portrayed in the media, is always funny. Yes! Oh my so, god! Yeah, I know. And people would literally ask me during lunch, like, can you do an Indian accent? Oh, and I think I would do it too, because I wanted to be liked for some reason. <laughs> As we all did. Yes. I was young, I was stupid. But I was like trying to do it, and they started laughing. And I thought it was funny too. For some reason, I was like, oh, they're laughing. It must be funny. Yeah. But no, it's just you're making fun of your culture. So it's not good. It's messed up. I, I completely see that. I mean, I spent the first six years of my life in an international school. Mm-hmm. I don't, I was never single, even though I was like probably my Indian, my family was probably the only Indian family there. It still was like not that weird because everybody's an international kid. They've lived in different places, oh, yeah. right? But it was kind of the opposite for me because I went to an Indian school after that and everybody like made fun of me or bullied me for having an American accent because I was the only person who had an American accent. Everybody else had an Indian accent. What? That's like... Total the reserve. exact opposite. Reverse. I know. Um, but I mean, to be fair, everybody else was Indian. Everybody in my... Yeah. Americans. Yeah. So it was, it was really strange. Obviously, to cope, I developed a fake mm-hmm. Indian accent to get along with it. And that's kind of like my default is now a mix between Indian and American. Mm-hmm. But it, I, thought, I didn't think that would happen when I thought about it later. Because what you said was like, the Indian accent seems funny. But then for me, the American accent sounded funny to them. So I didn't think that would be a thing. I thought it would be like the American accent would be, oh, you're so cool because mm-hmm. of the stigma, right? I think, I think if you, I think that actually would work, right? Um, if you had a true American accent, I feel like if you were white or lighter too, people would be like, wow, she's half white. That's cool. Yeah. Or, but I would probably still get bullied a bit for it because yeah, maybe. kids got bullied for everything. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Indian school systems can be brutal. Let me just right. be real with you. Yeah, here. but. Again, I'm, I'm gonna keep bringing this up. Like, um, white people are just oh, having half white children or being half white yourself, you're automatically made more attractive than that, the rest yeah. of your like. Say we found an American Indian mm-hmm. in our school, people would kind of gravitate to them more because they have more like Is that centric aspect, features. I, they aspect, have, I think. like. We value European features more, like a straight, thin mm-hmm. nose, you know, what else? Like big eyes. But come on, Indians have really, eyes. really nice eyes. I yeah, I think. And we have really nice cheekbones. And hair. Yes. And skin. people want our hair, and we have pretty and good lips. Skin. I'm just saying, Indians are pretty hot, man. See, Indian women are hot. Well, some Indian guys can be hot. Can emphasis on can. I guess it is personal preference. I personally don't see it. Mm-hmm. But Indian women are very attractive. I mean, to, yeah. I, I mean, to be fair, you did grow up in America. And I did grow up outside India most of my life, too. Yeah. But my boyfriend is Indian, and I love him very much. Yes. So, yes, yes. <laughs> I would say he's definitely attractive. Yeah. It's just... I don't know. Um, no, it's fair. I mean, different cultures kind of shape the way you think mm-hmm. of people. And especially I was portrayed in media. I was having a conversation with my dad the other day, and I was like, you know, I grew up in an Indian family. Most of my my teachers and my peers and everything in the developmental stages were all Indian. Why didn't I get an Indian accent? Why did I get an American accent? Mm-hmm. And part of me thought it was probably because I watched all these shows and things in yeah. an American accent. Like, everybody was speaking an American accent. But I kind of also was like, okay. But I was surrounded by literally only Indians for most of my life. Mm-hmm. I, it still didn't make sense to me because this is how I speak normally. Yeah, that's instead of yeah. 
Man, that yeah, farting noise is really... I know. Mm-hmm. Imagine how it is on Zoom calls. It's not good. Yeah, I think... It makes sense that I have an American accent, even though my parents both have Indian accents. But that, their accents are just normal to me. For a long time, I thought they were English accents. I was like, the, the, or not English, American accents. Interesting. Oh, yeah, I never really questioned my parents' accents. Exactly. Because I guess they're so familiar, it's just like, that is my dad's voice, rather than, yeah. oh, my dad has got an American accent. Exactly. Right? I just like, that's mommy, that's daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have cool voices. I'm not a Yeah. Interesting. I think any accent besides American in my school would have gone. It's really sad. There was one um, international student from Germany. Mm-hmm. He got made fun of for being a Nazi so often. That's really sad. He liked a girl, um, and she didn't like him back, so she labeled him like a creep and all this stuff, and she kept saying he was a Nazi and all that, which is not That's okay. That's so not okay. And he's like struggling to speak English and has his crush on like this Romanian girl, mm-hmm. and he's like, you are a Nazi. No. That's just, so mean. Just, no. And, man... And also, I talk about this a lot, um, but people kind of blend into one American culture if they're they stay in the U.S. too much. Because otherwise, if you're especially if you're a kid, you're gonna get bullied into it. Mm. Until you are the ordinary, you're gonna feel very weird. So it's kind of tough to be unique. Yeah. Wow. But I feel like that's more middle school, elementary school. Oh, I can't really sure, talk about school. high school because our high school is very welcoming. Yeah, I would say probably definitely a middle school thing. Because mm-hmm. even though I was in an Indian school, I think people just like didn't like people who were unique. I mean, we, we were kind of strict. We had a uniform. We had rules like you can't dye your hair, you can't wear makeup, paint your nails, wear any jewelry, none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was pretty, pretty formal, pretty strict, pretty old school. But even without those things, it was really hard to be unique. I think people who were unique were either... Some of them were unique in the confident way where people liked them more, but some of them were just, like, seen as weird, even though they were very nice people. Yeah. I think it was really messed up. And that brings a lot of, like, social issues later for kids. And I feel like people don't realize that. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. For me, at least, when I was in um, Africa, I obviously I didn't know what social anxiety was. But after going through the Indian school system for six years from being an international student and everyone else had never been outside of that school, it was such a strange thing. I think I really developed social anxiety there because I used to get also bullied for my weight and my size and everything. And that, which also is horrible, if you please just don't do that. Like, leave people alone. Let them be what they want to be, where with, you know, let Mm -hmm. let them be. Um, But that like really made me have social anxiety issues now, which I still have today, even though I'm, I'm, a lot more comfortable in social situations than I've ever been it's still a part of me that's like so worried about what people are thinking of me or are they judging me or so scared to do things oh my god can we talk about how society just destroys a little girl's confidence oh my god yes they do it's it's just it's literally awful you being a teen girl anywhere you're just gonna have the worst time with your body your appearance like especially with social media and youtube and all oh, that oh yeah social media just, ruined a lot for it's me. just no it's when did you get an instagram or snapchat account i got it when i was 13 which i'm really happy I for i think how old are you in Seventh, sixth grade. Oh, my school was kind of strange. I, I was like 11 and oh, sixth okay. grade. Okay, I probably got 11. You're probably 12. 12. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think I think kids honestly at least shouldn't have social media, even if they have a phone, but they shouldn't have social media until they're done with the bulk of their 
developmental stage. I think they're getting younger and younger though. Like six uh, year olds, seven year olds. Not right. I'm literally it's, looking at 13 year olds today, and I know that I'm not in the group that's like qualified to say this because it's mostly the 90, like the late 90s kids mm-hmm. who say this. But honestly, I'm looking at 13 year olds today, and I'm thinking I looked like a trash bag wearing a wig and baggy jeans it's, it's all america like they make you grow up so fast so much faster because everyone else around you is just growing up fast and you're like yeah. okay let's get into this too yeah it's just it's really weird and also yeah. teens teen icons are on youtube more too you know like yeah all the houses what, what is it hype house hype house, Sway house. dude isn't, <laughs> isn't she younger than us i, Charlie I don't know but they're very young Oh my gosh. And all the kids want to be like them, so now they're acting super old for their age. I just don't get it. And Millie and Bobby Brown is younger than us. She, and she looks like a mom. Yes. <laughs> and oh like her cleavage. No disrespect to her because she doesn't just. She's very her, sweet. She doesn't design her own outfits at all. Like that's not yeah. up to her. Mm-hmm. But just don't make kids look older. Not yes. that kids. Like they're over sexualizing women and. And kids actually. Did you see that Netflix poster thing that was on Instagram where it was like this French um, director made a movie about how people over-sexualize little girls mm. and the original cover art for it was like the kids jumping up with shopping bags but then the American version on Netflix was them wearing like bra tops and thongs and saying like fuck like Kylie Jenner on a photo shoot oh my god and then everyone's getting so angry about it they had to change it well yeah I but mean what goes through your mind and you're like yes this is okay for the public because wow. these kids are half naked and looking sexually into the camp no this is not no. right especially for any even I feel like I know that over 18 is technically legal for a lot of these things, mm-hmm. but I feel like 18 is also still really young. You know what's really creepy? What? Being a child star and then having people wait until you're 18. Like, I can't wait till she's 18. That's that happened weird. happened with Kylie. That happened with, I think, Selena Gomez, um, Miley Cyrus, probably Demi, um, Natalie Portman. Dude. She got, like, death threats and, like, ass- like assault threats. When she was like 15. That's not okay. That is not right. I mean, I understand that kids who want to be an actor or actress or whatever, like, go ahead, chase your dreams. But I feel like that particular field is so dangerous. Like, psychologically, it can really mess you up. Yeah. And directors, like, old men who are like, yes, this 15-year-old and this 20-year-old kiss. Like, don't... What are you thinking, man? That happens a little too often in Hollywood. Like, there are some creepy old men in Hollywood that's not okay yeah I mean I I guess some of them are still they may have grown up in the time where this was more acceptable but it's still no excuse it's no no excuse no I, I just think it's really awful and I think the psychological effect that it has on so many young girls that grow up to have so many bad decisions and do so many wrong things just because of that like to be honest I knew that the whole stigma, like, after watching billions of, like, trashy high school, like, TV shows and movies, I knew the whole experience of, like, doing illegal substances and drinking and this and that. That's all, like, overhyped and seen to be so, like, if you're the cool kid, you'll smoke. Mm-hmm. Or, or, like, um, all the big kids go drink at parties. But when I actually got into high school, it was so different. Mm-hmm. Even though there was definitely peer pressure because I'm sure the other kids felt the same way. I never felt the need to like go get trashed or to like yeah. go and like get totally baked or something. Like, yeah. 
I never felt the need for that. It was like, okay, this is interesting, but I was never like, oh my god, I want to do this. Yeah, but I think it's also like our society. We're, we haven't experienced too many massive parties, you know? Very true. Like in India, where we're living, there are no, there's not like a huge party culture in my yeah, opinion. There I isn't. think France, there's a big substance culture. US too, big substance culture. But for us, definitely not. And one thing I really respect about India is, okay, even though our marriage age is a lot lower than it legally should mm, be. Yes. <laughs> mm, even though that's the case, we do keep a lot of things for later. Like, we do keep driving age, drinking age, mm. uh, even though some people still don't use the rules. But culturally, it's really against it to, like, disobey in India. Yeah. Not, like, to the... I mean, to some extent, it's toxic, but not so bad. It's, like, in a... I think it's in a good way that our parents do discipline us fairly well mm-hmm. because then at least we're not gonna go out and do too stupid shit. Yeah, exactly. I think we're a lot more sensible because the way we're raised is yeah. to be sensible. Not just to be, yeah. it's not just like a, oh, you shouldn't do this, it's bad kind of a thing. It's, it's more like, honey, don't do this because you're this age and this and this and this might affect your yeah. mental health. And- you know, I like that they explain it to us. Yeah, it's it's. But sometimes, at least for me in the beginning, it's like, do not do this. This is not good for you. You're yeah. too young. It was always the you're too young statement yeah. because they, our parent, my parents experienced everything that I'm experiencing now very, 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 very later on in life. Um, like I've so it's weird shot, for them. To, yeah, like, that's fair. Because you know, um, I'm going out to parties here mm-hmm. and there. My mom went to an all girls school for a while. Ah, uh, yeah. And then, so mine. like, dating is off limits because she didn't even get to date. Mm. It's just like these, and also my mom's just scared for me. Like, she's protecting, she just want me to find a bad guy. Which is fair, but yeah. yeah. I mean, if you don't go out and understand and get experience, you're never gonna learn, right? Exactly. But it's it's just like, a, oh, my baby girl's in high school. Yeah. She's never gonna find anyone permanent here. Mm-hmm. She just don't get hurt and have a good time without boys. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's a topic we could go on for. Oh yeah. But I hope you guys enjoyed that very deep, intense talk. <laughs> we was not as uplifting as it normally is. It was pretty. No, it got really got kind of heated. We did. But you know, sometimes it's okay to get heated about these things. Yeah. Yeah. So hope y'all enjoyed that. Um, have a great whatever day it is that we release this podcast because <laughs> it's a pre-recorded one uh, hopefully hopefully corona is all settled down who knows yeah well, well i mean by the time we release this podcast i don't think we'll be settled down i can hope that but way. yeah we just want school to open as seniors but it's a good time it's a good very good time yes. we'll see you In next time next episode oh my gosh bye, bye. Hello, people. We are the Ani Squared. <laughs> we are the Ani Squared. Oh my no, god. I think we should just go with that yeah. now. We always yeah. forget whether we're one or the other. Yeah, because our Zoom name is the Anya, so it gets like confusing, confusing a bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's Ani Squared. We're back. And we are going to do a fat PHAT reflection on our friendship and yeah. how it's going so far, and you know how it's been under covid and all that jazz yeah i mean the last time we did this was the very first episode where we talked about how we met and that was sort of a long time ago uh must have been at least a year right yeah at least a year that's crazy i can't believe we've been doing this for years i know that is wild 
I can't believe you're guys listening to this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it would be pretty consistent too, surprisingly, for a bunch of high school high school children. Children. Yes, <laughs> we are. But um we were talking about this um particular incident because it was funny and relevant. But basically, um when we were like in ninth grade, I think I went over to Anya's house and uh this is like one of our first sleepovers and we like nicked a beer from the fridge mm-hmm. or two and yeah. it was like this really cheap nasty indian brand no chinese brand was it really chinese it was a chinese brand oh god or it might have been arabic i don't remember but oh, something I think you're right I think it was a nasty like red canned cheap beer but you yeah. know we were kids so everything tasted expensive right yes and that was like the first time i think at least for me i've done anything sneaky like that not not me (laughs) (laughs) okay that was a set of sounds right there but that i remember we were like minorly panicking and we locked ourselves in the bathroom and we were just like quietly drinking and splitting it yeah but i feel like after a bit once we started like feeling it or whatever and we were loud i was like okay yeah they probably definitely know because of how loud we are yeah but it was fun it It was was fun. fun yeah scary as hell but fun yeah and Today, I'm I'm at Anya's place again, her new mm-hmm. place, and um, she asked her mother permission, and her mom said yes. Personal growth. Right? And so we actually split a really nice, good quality German beer. Yeah, and it's pretty good. we just bonded and had a beer. And it felt weird, like, dipping our toe into what, like, being an adult is, or what people think being an adult is. For sure. It's just, like, it's strange. Felt kind of foreign, kind of a little bit nervous, but ra- more than having it be scary with the fact that our parents would find out, it's just weird being allowed to drink. Right, yeah. Because we're yeah. like, we're of age now at least, yeah. sort of, to yeah. like yeah. Um, do such things and our parents are cool with it under supervision. We're, we're responsible kids. You know, you and yeah. I have never been sneaky high school kids. Exactly. We haven't like snuck out to go partying with a bunch of boys or college students or whatever right. with doing drugs and like injecting heroin or things like that <laughs> specifically that yeah <laughs> like snorting a line of cocaine yeah we've never done and... that we've always been good kids actually yeah i think the really small dumb things that we do like stealing a beer we get in trouble for it, and then we're like oh i'm sorry yeah but like we've never done anything that really risked our health or risked exactly. safety or anything we've been pretty sensible yeah yeah we but, won't like take yeah. a ride with some rando yeah, we on a tuk tuk or something. Especially not in India. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're made to be pretty cautious of our safety. Yeah. Especially at night and like wearing certain provocative things. Like, wow, shorts. Oh my god. The fact that shorts, man, anything above the knee is like. Yeah. Which is weird. I don't understand thigh high boots because it's like you're covering all of your leg except for a little slit, and that's meant to be provocative. Like what? I don't get it. You might as well wear jeans. Exactly. It's like I feel like they're upside down jeans. Secretly, exactly. Right, like upside yeah. down mom jeans or something. Right. It just like shows a little small gap on your thigh. Why are thighs so like sexy? They're like literally fat and some muscle and bone. It's just my quads, man. Let me do my squats in peace. Exactly. <laughs> right? There's no reason for thighs to be attractive, but I guess biological stuff. Yeah, I don't get it. We don't have those kind of hormones in us. So no, it's I guess hard not. to see. 
yeah, I don't know. It's bizarre. It, you know, yeah. it's really bizarre what people find attractive. I know. Yeah. Right. Like some things, I just can you don't imagine get. someone being attracted to like elbows. <laughs> like, imagine. I mean, we're not shaming you if you're into elbows, but we just don't get it. Yeah. You do you, but we don't get it. But also, like, our school doesn't have this, but having your shoulders out. Yeah. Like when I moved here, I thought that like wearing a spaghetti strap was not allowed and that I would get in deep trouble for doing it because yeah. I was in trouble in the US like wearing shorts that were like somewhat short you know right. I wore like shorts so we had a code that if it wasn't up to your fingers yeah the fingers then it too. was too short but my arms were pretty long ah, for my body at mm. the point so it's kind of there like, was like no shorts unless it was like Bermuda cut that would work and Bermuda shorts are not cute. So, no, they're not. Like I would get in trouble for the smallest, dumbest things. Interesting. And you like spaghetti straps were out of the question. You could not wear them. So hmm. moving here, I was like, wow, there was literally no dress code. That's insane. To be fair, we do have a dress code, but it's very respectable. It's like you should wear what you genuinely believe is culturally appropriate for a conservative culture yeah and i think that's respectful and of course i feel like some people have certainly gotten dress coded yeah if you obviously you should be dress coded if you're wearing like hot booty shorts or what are they called what does my dad call them um (laughs) hot booty pants that's, it's basically yeah. hot pants or yeah. like booty shorts, yeah. but he likes to mix it up because right. he thinks it's funny. Yeah, or like having your midriff just fully out or yeah. like wearing a tube top and like low-rise shorts, things like that. Or like hella cleavage. We don't need to, we don't need to see that. Put that away, man. That's yeah. for your... But it's weird because I don't think anyone has been dress coded for cleavage. Because that's kind of like... But none... Okay, let's be real. None of the girls in our school really have boobs that big. Okay, don't... <laughs> But there's some, there's some, I, there's some, but I've, True. they don't, they don't do it too often. And interestingly enough, like, the teacher's children are the one who dress the most interesting. Show the most, which is interesting. But they can, because they're teacher kids, man. Exactly, and, like, they can, they like, kind of get away with it. But, but that feel, helps us, though. Exactly. Because, like, if they can get away with it, why can't we get exactly. away with it? I also just, but I, like, what I'm, uh, uh, I'll, mm, English. <laughs> oh my goodness, you're done having a stroke there? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, but what I was going with this is... You know, why are shoulders sexualized? Like, right? why is it like if I have my shoulder out, that is gonna distract the boys or something? Yeah, I really don't get that. I really don't get the shoulder thing. Yeah, if anything, we should show shoulders so guys know what a female shoulder looks like and yeah. they won't like cream their pants in real life <laughs> <laughs> whenever they see one. Like, we're preparing them for actual life where shoulders exist and yeah, are shown. I don't get that at all. Like, for guys, it's not the same at all like they can show any body part of them and it doesn't matter because like exactly but there's also the danger right because like if a guy dresses up and like if he's like muscly and he dresses up in a tight shirt or something and obviously like a girl might find that attractive it's not like she's gonna advance on him and like oh yeah this is a strong word but it's true and relevant rape him right yeah yeah. but it's so much more common for a girl to face that from a guy Exactly, that makes sense. I hate that weakness factor, you know? The fact that yeah. it's assumed that girls are super you know weak. What? It should be assumed that girls have a taser on them at all times so that guys don't do anything. I think <laughs> girls should have tasers on Well, okay, yeah. that's, that's... Well, at least pepper spray. Right? I've yeah. debated just, like, hold, like just carrying a small weapon at all times. You know, I really like the lipstick taser from Despicable Me. Exactly, I yeah. think that's not at all a yeah. bad idea. Yeah. I always have pepper spray, which... Yeah. I need to get me some of that. I know. Man, 
It's sad, uh-huh. though. The fact that we have to think this way. Like, Ani and I were talking about this. If we were teenage boys, our parents wouldn't care if we took, like, an Uber or, like, taxi or something to go mm-hmm. to somewhere and late at night, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, our, the safety factor would be there. But the fact that we're, we're girls makes it so much less safe. Yeah, especially, like, in the country we live in. If you do that, then you're more likely to just be yeeted away Mm -hmm. especially since we don't speak the native language and it makes it more hard to communicate and it's so interesting because if you speak the native 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 you speak the native language um (laughs) apparently like it it's like they accept it and they're like okay we can respect this person and we won't mess with them it's so weird but if you don't then it's like oh it's a foreigner we can take advantage but yeah i think it's like taking advantage you know if they speak the language they like they understand where they're going Mm -hmm. they are more likely to like read the signs be like oh this is not where my house is right but a foreigner is like where am i going i don't know where i'm going i can't read the signs exactly i where's my hotel yeah that's why even when i'm on in a car with a friend or I'm um, like taking a ride with someone. I still have my Google map open to see if I'm going the right direction. Definitely. Yeah. Not to like, you know, are they going to take advantage of me? It's more like, um, like, am I going the right direction or whatnot? Yeah. But also, if I'm riding with a dude mm. on the way back home at night and mm. he's inebriated, then I'm like, Google Maps. For sure, for sure. Everything needs to be on. Yeah. But the I hate the very fact that I only really feel safer if there's a dude traveling with me, like a guy that I know. Like, yeah. I feel safer than if I'm traveling alone. Yeah, you know, when I travel internationally with um, my family, a bim is always meant to sit in between me and a stranger if the stranger is a guy. My sister and I alternate at this point. <laughs> See, that makes yeah. sense, but like, you know, my brother's kind of tall, and like, he's... You he's know, a guy. He's a guy. He's like kind of turning into a man. He's going through puberty and all that jazz. Right, right, right. So he's he's the one who's like sits in the middle right. and all that. Because like girls also get sexually um, abused on planes quite often. I've heard some awful stories. Yeah. So he's just there to make sure that it doesn't yeah. happen. And of course, like if you're falling asleep, you don't want to put your shoulder on a stranger, strange guy's <laughs> shoulder. Yeah. That's happened to me, but not me falling asleep on a strange guy, but a strange guy falling asleep on me. It Ew. was weird. That's we so were, gross. We were on a school trip, and I think he didn't. He genuinely didn't know, but he passed out, and his head was literally on my shoulder while I was sleeping. And I woke up, and I was like, "Sir," <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of had to like kind of push him to the side. Yeah. And thankfully, he didn't wake up, and he didn't realize. Realize, but it's kind of yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. But, you know, but it's 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 kind of like endearing and cute because like when my when I went so I, when I travel internationally, and I'm in India. Um, and I'm on a bus or something, and I'm on, you know, like, those plain airport buses where you're, like, standing in between terminals and all that? So, um, I don't wear anything provocative. I wear, like, leggings Mm. and a comfortable t-shirt and Mm -hmm. whatnot, but some old man might still, like, look me over. Mm -hmm. But a bim will be there, and he'll, like, be in the way and give him a look back, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of sweet, okay? that's really sweet. Yeah. And I wish I had a brother. Just, like, having someone to, like, look over at you, and also when I was dating a certain person if i was like oh that person just stared at me he'd mm-hmm. be like who's who stared at you what do you do mm-hmm. i'd be like no no it's fine mm-hmm. but like having someone to like protect you or whatever yeah it's like endearing but also gross we don't need that yeah it, the fact that you need it is gross but yeah. the fact that they do it is kind exactly that's a good way to put it yeah yeah because it's it's nice to have somebody look out for you there yeah but yeah i don't know it's kind of a Situation. Does your boyfriend do that where it's like someone stares at you or like looks at you a certain way? He's just like, I don't think we've ever it. been in that situation, but if we were, I he would definitely would. Yeah, definitely. yeah, it makes sense. Like, if if and I can tell you for a fact, like, if we were both together and somebody did anything to me, he would get like real mad. 
yeah. you would definitely protect yeah. me. Which I appreciate, but I, I also like to protect myself because, mm-hmm. I mean, I am a boxer. Yes, So I would like to make it known that I'm capable of protecting myself. But sometimes just the fact that there's a male presence sort of dissuades other guys from trying anything, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Sad, but nice, you know? Exactly. But yeah. But yeah, we're supposed to reflect over our friendship. <laughs> we went on like a whole tangent. Dang, I don't know how that but, happened. But like, yeah, originally, of course, I think we've been over this a couple times, but like originally we were kind of meek, kind of like the stereotypical girls when they meet, hi, how are you doing? We were very surface level friendly. Exactly, yeah. And I know personally, I didn't really have a true friend here the first year, so I was kind of, you know, I was mutually friends with everybody and on good terms. And I, I think even you and I were kind of like mutually friends yeah. in ninth grade, yeah. but we sort of clicked in like classes that we had. Yeah. Like, I feel like we had bio together, and we were friends, but we weren't, like, that close. But in social studies, like, we sort of had a good group of people, Mm -hmm. but we were, like, the two girls in that group, and we kind of, like, ended up bonding out over a lot of stuff. Right, yeah. So we ended up becoming pretty close. But I would say more towards the end of ninth grade, we got close. Yeah, and then, like, towards the end of 10th grade, we got closer, and then towards the end of 11th grade, And then here we are, and we're buddies. We are best buddies. We talk about everything. Literally everything. Literally everything. There's not a single topic I think we haven't crossed, to be honest. Yeah, honestly. That is wild. Like, I don't have any dark, deep secrets with you. Same. Or, like, anything that I feel ashamed to talk about. Yeah, I don't feel ashamed to talk about literally anything with you. Like, we've pretty much talked about everything under the sun and over it, and, like... Next it's universe, that, that universe is, that is on the side over there, that was yes, we talking. there, exactly. Yes. But That's pretty interesting. I think it's really, it's really nice to have someone to just talk about anything and everything with, especially yeah. like if your parents aren't as accepting or you're not able sure. to open up to them as much, then like having that friend there mm-hmm. is really nice. Absolutely, agreed. And that person that you, like, you can always rely on, and the, the thing that I, I really like about Anya is that she's very sensible uh, and she's extremely mature. And so, like, if I come to her with an issue and I need help, she's not going to be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, can I help? Like, nobody does that, but she's more like, yeah. hey, buddy, I'm sorry. Like, let me give you some advice. I'll take care of you. I got you. Like, it's it's a very comforting thing. It's not like Aww. I feel like I'm getting sympathy that's, like, sort of without substance. It's, like, genuine sympathy and Aww. genuine understanding. So that's Thank one of the things you. I really like about that. And I love how you are such a great listener. <laughs> and, like... You know, of course, we both have that mutual understanding of, like, we can always come to each other with any problem. Right, yeah. And be able to get, like, honest feedback and, you know, sympathy and whatnot. But, like, if I ever have even the stupidest, smallest boy problem that the two of us are kind of both over, mm-hmm. I still just have because I'm dumb. Aww. You're still, like, willing to listen. Of course. And, like, coach me through it. And all that jazz. So, yeah, thank you. We, we, we help each other out. We exactly. just high-fived for your information. <laughs> <laughs> I had to okay. explain that. But no, I mean, we've definitely come a long way. I remember obviously being a little bit intimidated by you at the beginning, but I understand why now, because you sort of have that, like, I can I can be within myself and I'm happy with being just being complex yeah. when somebody first meets you, which is perfectly understandable. Uh, I'm also just a sensitive little... Same so, way. like, that's why I took that as, like, a, oh, maybe she doesn't like me. Oh. But, but no, but it, it turned out fine. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I'm literally sitting in your house in Turkey Beer with you, exactly, so it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, but it's so interesting how first impressions are so different from, like, yeah. when you get to know that friend. I feel like if you didn't make the effort to, like, 
get to know me better, like, be the first person I talk to and all that jazz, and we wouldn't have been friends. Because, like, I know I was very closed off, and I wasn't, like, outwardly saying, Hi, what's your name? I'm Anya. I'm here. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. new, blah, blah, blah. Because, like, it was very new for me. It's tough to be a new kid. I don't blame you. It, it's tough, but, like, if you weren't the first person to, like, make the move, mm-hmm. then I, we wouldn't have been, like, the same place. So, good job. Thank hey, you. Thank you. I'm going to put some lights on. Sure. Um, no, I mean, but to be honest, it was kind of like I had just sort of come out of my very self-conscious, not self-conscious, what is it, introverted shell? Yeah. So, like, I was also new to that whole concept of, like, you know, reaching out to somebody mm-hmm. and trying to be friends with them. So, you were kind of like my experiment of me trying to figure myself out. Oh, wow. So, I, you were the first person that I actually was open with and reached out and I can tell you there were so many moments where I was so uncomfortable doing this but I forced myself to do it because if I didn't I knew I would never forgive myself so I was like okay go up to her go talk to her go speak with her go hang out with her and like I didn't know how to take it yeah it was really 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 a a time of change for both of us I feel yeah I think I was just I wasn't looking for like a, a solid stable friendship there's kind of an echo here a little bit of an echo, yes. Interesting. But yeah, anyways, I wasn't looking for like a best friend situation, but I was looking for like as many friends as I could get so mm-hmm. I could like have friends and have people to talk to because mm-hmm. it's really, really awkward being the only person in a school. Like if you're sitting alone or if you're not with someone, you it's like automatically made that you feel weird. But we also are a little socially anxious, so. Yeah, I'm, look, I I'm still like socially anxious. I'm definitely all the time. socially anxious. But. Yeah. I overthink every situation. It's so bad. Mm. I mean, you're you're getting a lot better though. Thank you. You really are. Like from ninth grade Anya to like twelfth grade Anya, yeah, you've changed a lot. Yeah, ninth grade Anya was a time. <laughs> mm. She was honest. She was herself. But you know, we all have our our things. Yeah. But like, I think for me as well, for sure, I've definitely changed as from ninth grade Anya. Exactly. Yeah. We're, we're two different Anyas. Yeah, but we're better. We are better. We've grown. And did we reflect at all in ninth grade on our... No, obviously. Definitely not. Not even in 10th. No, 10th we did. Remember, we were on a school trip together and we did those little pod, mini podcasts. That's where this stemmed from. Oh, you're right. I don't know. We probably mentioned this in our... Oh, those were so awkward, though. They were very awkward. I I probably listened back to them a while ago, but we probably mentioned this in our first episode, but it, this podcast sort of stemmed from us doing these little voice recordings on each day of our school trip, mm-hmm. reflecting on the day, talking about stuff. But I feel like it was just like a, wow, we did this hike today and we got to this peak. It wasn't yeah, like it's a... It's more like a journal. Yeah, it wasn't like a... Podcast. We grew into this. This experience made me more like this kind of person. That's you know? true, yeah. This is more like that. This yeah. is more reflective and like... We feel like we're talking to an audience, but at the same time, just having a conversation with each other. Exactly, yeah. You guys just happen to be here, which is... Third-party listening. Exactly. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Sure. call it that. No, it's called that. That's what a podcast is. Third-party listening. Yeah. Cool. Don't quote me on that. Um, But yeah, I mean, pretty much we've come a long way. Yeah. And if you guys can find someone who's able to allow you to grow and reflect, then I say really make that connection yeah. and appreciate and super last quick thing to add before we cut mm-hmm. end the podcast but like um i've never liked stepping out of my comfort zone like that's something that i was Same. not into but then anya sort of pulled me into that like i was very strict with sort of the way the kind of music i listened to the kind of shows i watched the stuff that i did i was like i don't want to accept other people's like offers 
then apparently, you know, now I'm listening to indie and watching anime, and um. I, I love it, honestly. So thanks exactly. for pushing me out of my comfort zone and helping Thank me be you. confident. But also you, I felt like I was kind of like an ice queen, very unapproachable, nobody could talk to me, I couldn't give proper advice, and like be there for someone emotionally, but now I learned that from you, how to be caring. Hey! hey. We, we learned a lot. Get exactly. yourselves a friend like an Anya. That works both ways. Exactly. Oh my god, I love that. Oh god, Aww. okay, with that we shall end. Yeah, thanks guys for listening, and uh, have a good one. Bye! Bye.